Welcome to the podcast that we call The Assembly. I'm Dwayne Dunaway. Glad to have you along with us. And, you know, God measures success in a different way than the way people measure success. People look at the outward trappings of success to be how much money a person has, how well liked they are. You know and I know what the world values as success and how people are trying to attain it and the things that people are trying to attain. But with God, it's a completely different issue. With God, he is looking to see how much we become like Jesus. That's his goal for us. And that's his measure of success. You remember in Romans chapter 8, Paul said that God has predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son, to be like Jesus. That's the transformation that is to take place in our lives. We are to become more like Christ. And that is a process that only God can initiate and work in our lives. But he will do that if we uh, cooperate, if you will, by having faith in him. So God is looking to make us like Jesus. What is God's will for my life? That is it. It is to make me like Christ. And Christ was perfect. I'm not perfect. Far from it. So how does this work? Well, it is an ongoing process that the Bible sometimes refers to as sanctification. Sanctification, where you get better and better as a Christian. Sometimes the Bible uses sanctification and salvation synonymously, but it also talks about the will of God, for example, Paul told the Thessalonians, is our sanctification that we become like Jesus, an ongoing process of being made into the image of his son. Because Jesus is the only one who ever got it right. He's the only one that the father could look at and say, I am well pleased in him in the absolute sense. Now he's pleased with us. And Paul said, we make it our goal to be well pleasing to God. Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, for example. But we are only pleasing to God through Jesus. We are only pleasing to him if we are in Christ and we have accepted him and we are living for him. We are not pleasing to him based on our own performance, separate and apart from Jesus. There is nothing good that we can do that would be pleasing to God apart from Christ because we are all sinners and we have all messed that situation up. We have altogether become unprofitable. All of our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. Uh, the thoughts and intents of our heart are only evil continually without Christ. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. These are all things the Bible teaches about us, and it's very easy to see that God is not pleased with the human race apart from Jesus. But now when Jesus comes into the world, he gets it right. And God looks at everyone who has faith and puts the righteousness of Christ upon them. And we are judged in accordance with what Christ did. It's a, sometimes not easy to understand, not easy to explain. But it is something that we can rest in and hope in and just know that if we're trusting in Jesus, God is going to be pleased with us because he's pleased with Christ. And he wants you to be pleased with him. He wants me to be pleased with him. In other words, he wants us to look at the life and the mission and the work and the saving work and the death and the resurrection of Jesus and say, that is what makes me right with God. I'm pleased with that. I will not try to add to that, supplement that in any way. I will rely completely upon what he did. And when we do that, then God is pleased with us. That's what pleases him, trusting in Jesus. And then a process begins where the Holy Spirit comes to live in our lives and God begins to transform us and he begins to make us like Jesus. Now, this is a individual matter. Now, this is an individual matter. And for some people, you know, they don't have the same hangups that other people have, they don't have the same problems that other people have. We don't all struggle in the same way. So sometimes it's a different process. It's a little bit different of a path that we go on, but the goal is the same for all of us. The goal is for us to be like Jesus. And that's what he's working to make us 
to be and to do and what we are to look like and how we are to live. It's all about being like Christ. And that is success. Success is becoming more and more like Jesus. Now, our role that we play in this is to keep our faith in Jesus and to keep our faith in God and to behold Jesus. In fact, 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18 says that we all, all of us as believers, with unveiled faces are beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are being transformed into that same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are beholding something. We are beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We have the life of Jesus. We have the person of Jesus in mind. And one of the things he's saying there is that we keep Christ in our hearts and in our minds and in view. And that's where our focus is to be is on Jesus. As we do that, an amazing thing happens. The Holy Spirit transforms us into that same image. We're not out here trying to be like Jesus of our own strength, by our own will. We are beholding Jesus. We are beholding him. We are keeping our focus on and our faith in him. And as we do that, the Holy Spirit's power is the power that is at work within us to transform us. We are being transformed into the same image that we're beholding. And it's all right there in verse 18 of 2 Corinthians 3. The image we're beholding is Jesus. So think about Jesus. Our job is to think about and focus on Jesus. And uh, job's not even the right word there. But our role that we play, our part, if you will, is to dwell on God's part. That's right. Think about that. Man's part is to focus on God's part. God's part is what happened in Jesus. Our focus is to be on what God has done and what God has accomplished in Christ. And as we behold that, as in a mirror, as though we were looking straight at it, we behold that by faith, we are being transformed. God changes us into being like Jesus. So if you want to be like Jesus, the way to do that is to keep Jesus in your mind. Keep Jesus in your focus. Trust God to make the necessary changes. As you do, you will see some amazing changes take place. You had a problem with your temper. You've always had a problem with your temper. Now you're getting that under control. You're not having as much problem with your temper. Maybe it hasn't all gone away yet, but you're getting it under control. Maybe you've had problems with lust and you've struggled with that for a long time. Now, not as lustful as you were. Now you're getting that under control because of Jesus. Maybe you've had a problem with with uh, covetousness. Maybe you've had a problem with lying. Maybe you've had a problem with, you know, any number of things. But you begin to notice you're not struggling with those things as much as you were. And you're not doing it by your own strength. You're doing it by your faith in Christ. And it's a wonderful thing that happens. God transforms us, changes us by renewing our minds. That's what Romans 12 and verse 2 says. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Let God transform you. I think the New Living Translation says, let God transform you by changing the way that you think. Well, what's he going to change? How, how is he going to make you think? What's going to be different? He's going to make you think like Jesus. He's going to transform your thinking into the thinking of Christ. He's going to make you think like Christ so that you'll act like Christ. Now, your process is still the same. You still have to keep your faith in him. You still have to stay close to Jesus. And we say that all the time. The role of the believer is to focus on Christ. He is the religion. He is the emphasis. But as we do that, God begins a major work in us. And Philippians chapter one says that God began a good work in us. He will see it through to completion. That good work in us is to make us like Jesus. So it is an ongoing process and we don't need to get frustrated when the results are not what we think they should be. 
The question is not, am I completely like Jesus yet? You're not. In fact, you will not be completely like him until he comes again and you are with him in eternity. Isn't that what 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2 tells us? That it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that we shall be like him when we see him as he is. So we'll be completely transformed. So we will be completely transformed to the image of Jesus when he comes again. I believe that with all my heart, that that is exactly what heaven is going to be like. It's going to be us being like Jesus, loving like Jesus, living like Jesus. But in the meantime, we are in this wonderful relationship called Christianity or called reliance upon the Son of God, called loving God, and we are being transformed in the meantime, being transformed more and more into the image of Jesus. So whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. That's the emphasis of that verse in Romans 8, that we have been chosen to be conformed to the image of his Son. Everyone who is a Christian, and anyone who wants to be a Christian can be one, decide to be a Christian, decide to love Jesus, decide to follow Jesus, to be his disciple, and you will be one. And then that means you will have been chosen by God to be conformed to the image of his son. He will make you more and more like Jesus. Now that will look so wonderful in your life and people will see that. But it's kind of like, you know, when he said in John 13 and verse 34, a new commandment I give you that you love one another. Now that part wasn't new. He had told them to love one another in the Old Testament. But he said, a new commandment I give you that you love one another. What's the new part? as I have loved you. You see, what Jesus came into the world to do was to show us what it looks like when someone lives the way God really wants them to live in the absolute sense, that he is the one that shows us what it looks like when someone gets it right in a human body as a person. He's the only one who ever did. And that's why the rest of us need to be kind to one another and need to be patient with one another and need to pray for each other and be forgiving to each other. And all these things that the Bible tells us over and over and over about how to treat one another. Well, that's the reason. The only one who ever got it right is Jesus. You and I have no right to throw stones at each other or to put someone down when they're trying to get up. We are to try to help each other because we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. We're all sinners and we all need Jesus. And Jesus is the only one who ever got it right. But boy, did he get it right. 100% perfect all of the time. Think about that never said anything he wasn't supposed to say, never did anything he wasn't supposed to do, never failed to do something he should have done. A perfect life lived in obedience to God for us. He did it for us. He was perfect when he got here, but he came and became a human being so that he could live the perfect life that we have failed to live. And he did that for us. He did that one time for us. It only had to be done one time. And he lived a sinlessly perfect life and then died as a sacrifice for our sins. Rose from the grave the third day, ascended back to heaven, and sent the apostles out to preach the gospel, which we know now, the good news of Jesus Christ. And once we receive him, we're not saved by what we do, we're saved by trusting him. What we do is to put all of our faith in him. And when we trust in him and live our lives for him, we are saved. Then God says, I'm moving in and I want to make you like my son. And I want you to be like Jesus. And so to this you were called because Christ suffered for us and gave us an example that we should follow in his steps. That's what 1 Peter chapter 2 tells us. So we follow his example. His example in what? His example in suffering. Now, if God wants us to be like Jesus and he suffered, 
then in order to be like Jesus, we're going to have to suffer. And I don't have to tell you that because you do suffer. There's suffering in this world. There's all sorts of suffering. And people are suffering right now in all sorts of ways. And you're suffering in some way. And uh, hopefully it's not uh, real bad for you right now. But if it is, then there's hope in Christ. Always hold on and remember to keep your faith in Jesus. But the point is, we suffer and we become more like Jesus. Our faith is transformed as though by fire when it's tested. And Jesus did not have to have his faith transformed, but he did suffer. And he learned obedience by the things which he suffered, the book of Hebrews tells us. Doesn't mean he learned how to obey. He obeyed all of his life. He learned the high price of obedience, though, I think is what is being said there. And you and I have a lot to learn about following Christ and a lot to learn about the price that has to be paid in order to follow him. But it is a price that we learn in the valley of suffering sometime and also on the mountaintop of joy. Uh, Jesus had joy in his life, and he even told us, my joy I give to you. Well, he had to have joy. He had to possess joy in order to give joy to us. So he was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, Isaiah uh, probably 53 tells us. But he was also a man of joy, and he imparts that joy to us. So he was a well-rounded man. And we are to be well-rounded people. But the only way we're going to get there is to focus completely on Jesus. So that's the point in all of this. You know, there's a lot of reasons to focus on Jesus. It'll keep you from judging other people when you don't need to be judging them and condemning other people. It will keep you kind. It will keep you loving others the way that you're supposed to. But it will also, focusing on Jesus will also be the way that God transforms you into the image of Jesus, which is his goal for you which is the will of God for you. What is the will of God for my life? That's it. It is for you to be like Jesus and for me to be like Jesus. And it's not easy. Uh, it wasn't easy for him. It's not always going to be easy for us, but it's there. The power is there and the spirit works in us. Paul said, I'm praying that you will be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner person. And in verse 16 of Ephesians chapter three, well, he transforms us with his power into that same image, 2 Corinthians 3.18, which is a good verse to remember. So we're focusing on Jesus. We're being transformed into the image of Jesus, but we're not having to do it ourselves because we don't have the power to do it ourselves. God is doing it. God is doing it as we focus on Christ. Our job, keep our focus on Jesus. God will do the work. God will do the transforming work of making us like Jesus, which is what he has called us to and what he wants to do in our lives. It is a very simple matter to be transformed into the image of Jesus. It's not always easy to practice because we get in the way and we get our focus on other things and we forget to focus on Jesus. But it's not difficult to understand. Simply putting our trust and our focus on Jesus, thinking about him, you're drawn to whatever you think about. Well, in this situation, you are to think about Jesus and you will be drawn to that image. But it's God that does the drawing and it's God that does the working and God's power is at work within us. So the power is there. The power is there to make us like Jesus, to transform us into that image. We have to do what he says. We have to keep Jesus in our minds, in our hearts. We have to put our faith in the Son of God. If you don't do that, you're not doing anything that has to do with Christianity because it is about faith in Christ. But faith in Christ brings salvation and faith in Christ brings sanctification. It brings you eternal life. It also brings you closer to the image of Jesus. And God works in you what is well-pleasing in his sight. And he promises to do that. 
It is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God works in you to make you like Jesus. That is his good pleasure for you. So think about that and think about how it is a simple matter that we sometimes get wrong by trying to do it ourselves. And we don't have the strength to do it ourselves. What we should be trying to do is trust in Jesus more. Trust his dying, not your trying. Trust his dying rather than your trying. And uh, rather than trying to do it yourself, trust in him to do it for you. That's the key. The key to successful Christian living, the key to being like Jesus is trusting. So remember when Jesus came into this world, it was not just to set an example for us. It was to die for us. It was to live for us, but it was also so that he could come and live within us. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's Galatians 2.20. That's the goal for all of us, to have Christ living in us, to have Christ formed in us. And it's like Paul said in Galatians chapter 4, I want Christ to be formed in in you. Well, Christ is to be formed in us, and we do that through faith. Faith in the Son of God. Thank you for joining us for the podcast. We always appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you next time.